are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Saturday at 2 p.m. to get in on the action. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over on YouTube at Coops Ballroom. You can also find me on Detroit Bad Boys, writing articles about the Pistons. And the NBA season is officially over. I repeat, the NBA season is officially over, ending with the Milwaukee Bucks as your NBA champion this year. Listen, man. Uh, for today's podcast, we're going to be answering all the questions for, it's basically a mailbag podcast today, so be ready to hear everybody's questions and get answered. If you want to participate in this, you didn't get to participate this week. Like I always say, you can tweet me at NBA or at the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account, at Lockdown Pistons, or even you guys can leave a review down below and put your question down there if you want to participate moving forward. But before we can even get into any of that, I have to talk about the NBA Finals at least a little bit, man, because that, this is, I'm recording this right after the game. Honestly, I'm going to keep it a buck. I wanted to sit out there and continue watching the post-game interviews and listen to what everybody had to say. But, you know, I'm loyal to you guys. I work hard for you guys. You know, I had to come in here and be like, hey, I'll catch all that later. But right now, I got I got to do my job. But this NBA Finals was absolutely amazing, man. To think, like, before the NBA Finals started, there were people saying this was going to be an awful NBA Finals or this was always oh, about to be the most boring Finals ever or the Lakers aren't in it, the Nets aren't in it, blah, blah. We don't have these big markets. What's going to happen, et cetera. This series was one of the best series I've watched in a long time. Um, there's a few other ones that we've had as well, but this is by far one of the best final series that I've watched, and it was a ton of fun. This was really good games. I feel like we had like historic moment after historic moment after historic moment. Like it was just, it was a great NBA Finals to watch as a fan. Uh, congratulations to all the Bucks fans out there. There happens to be any kind of Bucks fan listening to this for some reason, listening to a Pistons podcast. Congratulations to you guys, man. That That's amazing for you guys. I can only imagine what you guys are feeling like. And, man, listen, Giannis, Giannis has had what could be one of the best, like, series performances that I've ever watched in my life. The dude averaged, what was it, 35, 12, 5, 2, and 1 on, like, 63% shooting. That final series is one of the best series I've – one of the best series I've ever seen in my life. It has to be up there. I'm not going to say it's the best, but it's it has to be up in that conversation. It was absurd what he was doing this series. And then this game, this game six he just did. Oh, like, it's crazy what he did, bro. To come out in that third quarter, drop 20 points when the team was just completely out of it and looked like Phoenix was starting to gain some momentum. He came out, and he wasn't just, like, getting to the rim. He was hitting mid-range jumpers. He even hit that pull of three over DeAndre Ayton. He was all over the place, and then he only missed, what was it, two free throws, and he shot 16 of 18 from the free throw line. He, This is one of the best performances. This is by far the biggest moment of his career, obviously. But it, this was one of the best performances, if not the best performance in a game I've ever seen. This, this, It, it was crazy. So congratulations to all the, to the, all the Bucks fans out there. I'm, I hope all you guys enjoyed watching this NBA Finals as much as I did because this was freaking amazing. Congratulations to Giannis, man. I'm a, You guys know I like Giannis a lot, but... Man, this was this was spectacular, man. This was freaking crazy how how crazy he played and 
man, I'm happy he has that championship now. 26 years old, man, that's crazy. His resume at 26 is just out of this world. But like I said, enough of the NBA Finals talk. Let's get back into some Pistons talk or any question that you guys sent in. So the rest of the podcast is going to be mailbag, and I'm going to mention it one more time. If you guys want to participate in this and you haven't already um, or you didn't get to participate in this week, you can hit me up on Twitter at NBA. You can hit me up on the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account at Lockdown Pistons. Or you can leave a review down below and type your question in there. But let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, man, it's crazy. The NBA season's over. But anyways, okay. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, we had a lot of questions this week. Uh, this was pretty cool to see how many uh, questions we had turned out. But anyways, I'm, I'm done talking. Let me get into it. This one is from Random Account Mark 4923 he says, do you think trading Plum Dog would be the right move or keeping him as a veteran off the bench and helping the young guys? So I think this is something we've talked about many times on here. I've had guests on here and talked about this. Uh, I know if for some of my regular listeners, you guys know I've talked about this many times throughout the offseason. I personally believe that it would probably be in the best interest to try to attach like these second rounders to Mason Blumley and then try to move up into like the late second round picks, uh, first round picks, I mean possibly with like a team Brooklyn or any other contender that could use like a a veteran guy off the bench or even as a veteran guy as a starter who knows how to play it's going to play well uh, is actually a good player but also has the IQ and knows how to play well for a contending team uh, that would be what my outcome is but however I will say that keeping him as a reserve off the bench I don't think is a bad idea either I honestly don't think it's a bad if the Pistons do not by the way let me just say if the Pistons do not go out and get like this lob threat that I've been talking about all offseason, this rim protector, this bouncy guy in the free agency or in a trade or in, 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 in the draft. If they don't do any of that, I, don't, I mean, I don't have any issue just keeping Mason Plumlee, if he, whether he's the starter or the bench player. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think either situation's good, and that is actually pretty cool to look back on and, and say that because when he signed here, everyone was attacking Tory Weaver for the contract that he was given. Now we're at a point now where we think we could possibly attach a second rounder to him and get a first-round pick or possibly be okay and happy with simply having him on the team. So Mason Plumlee, either way could go. Uh, my preference would be to try to move him, though, and try to get back to the first round, late first round, and test like a, a second round or two to get there. But that's my feeling on that. Next one we got, I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm so sorry. It's going to be Abdulio Garcia, I think it was. Um, he says, At, had another NBA organization won the NBA lottery, uh, the draft lottery, do you believe the rumors of trading the number one pick would still exist? Yes, I think this happens basically, unless you're like David Griffin with Zion when he basically was cheesing his ass off and pounding the table when they won the number one overall pick and making it very clear he's going to pick Zion. Uh, unless you're doing that, there's always going to be rumors of training number one pick simply because of two reasons. One, and I've said this many times on here, and this is meant as no disrespect to anybody. This is just simply my feeling. You have to get clicked somehow. Like For all you guys who are like regular listeners on here, you guys know how many times we've talked about Kay Cunningham. You guys know how many times we've had to like say the same thing basically and talk about K Cunningham this way or then try to like slice that up and talk about K Cunningham a different way or you guys know that we've talked about that a lot repetitively a little bit but um, you have to get clicks and you have to get like attention to your work and you can't do that if everything's just for sure a month or a month and a half ahead of time. So this is what happens all of the time unless like I said a team just makes it clear who they're picking. This always happens every year. It's not nothing nothing new to the Pistons. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I, I don't think that this will change no matter what. I mean, the only way actually it will change is if like the, a different team won the lottery and then they just came out straight up and say, Hey, we're picking Cade, just dove and don't worry about it. And then also that kind of shuts down like potential trades. Like, I don't think there's any team that could even think about giving the offer the Pistons would have to accept. And then if they did offer it, 
it wouldn't help them at all. Like I'm talking about like offering Luca or Zion or something for the first pick. But that, you always want to leave that door open just in case, like some team's stupid enough to do it. But yeah, I think it, it, this would still happen no matter who won the number one overall pick. This is how it goes. That's just what happens when you win the draft. When you have the number one pick in the draft, everyone wants it. Everybody wants to get that top player, and they're going to offer you anything they have, and they're going to try to put rumors out. That, that's another thing that you guys need to understand that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. And this is something I've learned as being around all the stuff I've been around uh, grinding and throughout my career and getting to know people and getting connections and all this stuff is that a lot of these rumors that you that you guys hear are put out by people on purpose to try to create uncertainty and create like like noise where there isn't noise really like this like I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if we hear like actually no we had a report the other week where it said like we're hearing from other NBA organizations that the Pistons may not take Kay Cunningham like this is noise from other organizations trying to create uncertainty and make it make it like a, a pathway to them possibly getting it. So you have to understand that's where a lot of rumors come from. So it's always going to be like that anytime a team wins number one pick. It's not just a piston type of thing. But anyways, when we come back, I'll answer more of you guys' questions. Those two questions actually took a little too long answering. My fault, everybody. I'll try to speed that up a little bit moving forward. But before we get into the, the rest of the questions, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, others fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team and sport. Spotify Green is the best place to engage in conversation and debate about whatever sports subject you're thinking about. I'm always in there on Mondays and Thursdays with Duncan Smith in his room. I have a lot of fun with not just Pistons fans, but other people from across fan bases uh, everywhere. We have Boston Celtic fans in there. We have all kinds of people, and we just chuck it up and have a good time and make friendships. It's fun. So make sure you guys go download the app now. Currently available on all iOS devices and Android. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you guys will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all in the app, and I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown Pistons room is live. Download Spotify Green Room app today. Spotify Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. Man, but seriously though, before we even keep going with this, you guys all got to tweet me what your guys' thoughts about this NBA Finals series was. You got to tell me what your thoughts about Giannis and his performance as the series in general I need to hear you guys' thoughts. So make sure you guys tweet me at NBA and let me know. I want to see if everyone else had just as much as fun as I did watching this. So, but anyways, let's go ahead and continue on with the mailbag. We got one from DeBaby12341. Uh, he says, how big of a leap does Sekou take this year, and will it be big enough to keep him on the team? Um, me, personally, we've talked about it a lot in this pocket. I've dived into, or dive, dove into some deep breakdowns of him. Um, I think he's going to take a big step this year. I believe in him. I think his final third of the season, he showed that he finally, like, the game was slowing down for him. He broke through that wall and finally is realizing what he's good at and what he can do and how he should be playing. I'm really high in Sekou. You guys know that. Uh, so I do think he takes a pretty big leap to being, like, a pretty good rotational player. I think that's the leap he makes. Um, I, I wouldn't say he goes from, like, where he was last year to starter. That would be an insanely high leap he takes. But I do think he becomes a rotation, a pretty good rotational player and shows that he has more steps that he's going to take. I'm, I'm not ruling out Sekou becoming a star in this league yet. Like, I'm not doing that. But do I think it's going to be big enough to t- keep him on the team? Um, I kind of said this, I believe, either on one of the few podcasts last week or on Motor City Hoops podcast earlier this week that while I'm going to be, remain a Sekou fan and I believe highly in his ceiling and, and his, his, his progression, I'm not sure if he's going to be a Detroit Piston path this season simply because... There seems to be a lot of, a lot of, not a lot of room, I mean, uh, at his position here. And the Pistons' timeline just got accelerated. So if he doesn't take, like, as big of leaps 
as as possible in the next, I, I would say, like two years. Uh, he just simply wouldn't match the timeline because the Pistons, it, when they get Cade, they're going to be looking to win soon, uh, really soon. And unless Sekou takes like a huge, huge leap, I don't think he'll be ready to contribute to like contending or, or playoff teams like that yet. Uh, so I, I just don't know if he matches that. I think it's going to suck when they eventually do trade him because I think that he probably will be traded when he does. Cause I think in like three to four years, we're going to look back and be like, damn, we should have kept that dude. Why did we give him up already? But that's my opinion on it. I think he has, he's going to take a leap. But I, I'm not I'm not convinced he's going to remain a Piston after this year. Um, but next one we got from Stilo. He said, is Kate a basketball player or a hooper? Listen, man, if you guys were on Twitter, or all of you guys who have a Twitter, if you guys saw this debate that was going on, uh, it was just crazy. If, if, for those of you who guys don't have Twitter, basically Rashad Phillips, he was a, I forget what college he went to, but he's from Detroit. Um, he's the guy that like does hashtag Yoda, the one that said Luka wasn't going to be good or whatever. Uh, he put out this this take that, like, there's a difference between basketball players and a hooper. And then he went on to say, like, Tim Duncan's a basketball player, not a hooper. Giannis is a basketball player, not a hooper. And I'm not going to lie, I've heard this throughout my life. Like, I'm not just to keep it a buck fifty with you guys and be completely honest with you guys. I heard that growing up as a, as a basketball player myself, like, playing basketball all my life. I heard this kind of thing, and it always was about aesthetics and, and the type of way you played. Like, not even joking, like, this is not supposed to be a troll at all i'm being completely dead honest with you guys when i grew up and i heard that basically what was being said was the ones that were hoopers were the ones with the crazy handles the ones that were doing like Kyrie type of shots or were were doing crazy stuff like that the basketball player that was your fundamental guy that was your and to keep it a buck if you walked into a gym and you saw a white dude balling out they would call him a basketball player like that that's the kind of thing it's always been stupid i I, it's never made sense to me if you can basically if you're good at basketball you're a basketball player and a hooper, bro. Like, if you're good at the game, it is what it is, bro. Like, I, I don't get why people have to have, like, this negative connotation on people just because you're not out there doing, like, crazy highlights. We got to separate you from being a hooper. You're just a basketball player. You're not entertaining like that. Like, bro, walk up to Tim Duncan and call that dude, hey, man, you're not a basketball I mean, you're a basketball player. You're not a hooper. Man, that man would smack you silly. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, I, that thing, it never makes sense to me, bro. It's It's so stupid, but, yeah. Uh, Stilo got me to go on a little rant right there because that was really that really got my nerves when it happened. I think it was two days ago when you guys would be listening. It, it was just it's just so dumb. I don't I, I've never got why people do that, and I still hear it now in like pickup games. It's it's dumb. I I don't get it. But anyways, moving on. Uh, this one is from Scott Ostrovsky. He says, "Oh, and by my bad, bro. I didn't answer his last week, so this is actually one he submitted last week. I never answered it, so my fault with that." But he says, "Choose one." Bruce Brown or the artist formerly known as Redacted. And if you guys missed that whole little fun uh, fun part of the year, that was when I used to call uh, Seiku Redacted because I was tired of people coming at me for saying his name so many times. But if I had to pick one, I am picking Seiku probably right now uh, simply because Bruce is like, one, he's not on the team anymore, and two, uh, Seiku I think still has an insanely high ceiling. So I'll take the guy with the high ceiling. I still am really, I really like Bruce, but I think Bruce has now like found a role and he's settled into it. And now he just needs to perfect that type of role, which he's doing a pretty good job in. But I'll take the guy with the high ceiling right now, even though I don't think either of these guys would be. Fit. I don't think Bruce would be a good fit on the Pistons right now, and I don't think Seku's going to last as a Piston. Uh, but if I had to pick one for the Pistons, I'm assuming that's what you're asking. I'm going to pick Seku because of his ceiling. Um, but anyways, let's go on to the next one. Hold on, let me, give me a second. I have to find it. I had to do so many quote tweets. And you guys submit to all kinds of different places. So I have like one, two, three, four, five different tabs open. Uh, but anyways, next one is from Steve Cook. He says, for current roster, Diallo has the highest ceiling. True or false, I have my answer. So I've, I've said this with Bryce uh, from Motor City Hoops when he's been on here. I've said it on his podcast as well. 
I believe Diallo has one of the highest ceilings. I'm not going to say he has the highest ceiling. I do believe he has one of the highest ceilings on the team. If I had to pick one guy that has the highest ceiling on the team, as of right now, like I'm not including Cade because he's not technically on the roster yet. If I had to pick one guy, it's like um, I think it's like a three-way tie between three players, I think. I have Diallo, Killian, and I know people are going to – gonna go crazy on me for saying this but i remain I, like you guys i'm not backing off my claim I'm, I'm gonna go down with the ship i don't i actually think the ship is sailing pretty good right now but i'm going to say seiku for one i think diallo we've already talked about diallo why i think he has a, a high ceiling killian i think he has the base there to craft a really good a star player out of there he gets good separation if he can just get his shot to go down i think it's gonna be scary and seiku I, honestly, I'm thinking about just like retweeting my article that I dove, that, that I wrote diving into his season and showing why his final third of the season was so freaking impressive uh, for how well he was finishing around the rim, how much contact he was drawing, free throws, uh, how well he was, like how easily he was getting to the rim, like all this stuff. If he could get a jumper on him as well, it's going to be tough to guard him and just simply watch Seiku get stronger. Like, this is going to be, I almost don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm just going to hope and pray that you guys don't get out of pocket with this. I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say and then don't get out of pocket with this. But, like, look at Giannis when he was a rookie. Look how small he was. And now look at him now at 26. Look how big he is. I'm not saying Seku's going to be Giannis. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying look at their bodies. Like, Seku's still, like, he's pretty strong. Like, he's, I guess he's pretty strong right now, but he's not that big right now. Like, give, uh, not Giannis, Seku like two more seasons and see how big he is then. If he can get some muscle on him and get a little bit bigger and get a shot, he's going to be really, really damn good. Like really good. So those are my three guys. If I had to pick one right now, I probably would pick Killian. If I had to force one right now, but my answer may flip next week. That's how close it is for me. But anyways, next one is from Sam Spade. He says, I'm for Kay Cunningham going to the Pistons, but would you pull the trigger if OKC offered SGA to swap number one and number three choices. Well, I don't think that would be even possible because OKC has the number six pick. And because of that, uh, I'm not accepting any deal with OKC because at least the word around town is that the Pistons like Jalen Green. So if you could go down to two and get SGA and then also get Jalen Green, I mean, maybe, I guess. Maybe if you believe SGA is that guy, if you believe he's going to be that guy more than Kay Cunningham is. Uh, but still, even that, I, I think would... I don't know. I think even that would be tough for me to get because... If you believe Cade is the guy and is going to be like a franchise guy, a superstar, you just don't trade that pick. You just don't. It is, you don't trade a superstar at ni- a future superstar at 19 if you have the chance to get him. You just don't. Especially on his contract. He's going to be on a rookie contract for the next four years. So, no, you just don't You do not do that if you think he's going to be that kind of guy. So, maybe if they have the number two pick, uh, but definitely not where they're at now in SGA. That's not moving me at all. But, anyways, when we come back, we're going to answer the last of your guys' questions. But... Before we get into that, you guys all know what's coming. Your guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor. Packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, hopefully an app that I don't have to use anytime soon now that I got a new car, but that is Rock Auto. 
you ever need to part for your car, head to the store, go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you they don't have the part that you're looking for? I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems and rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand by using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. rockauto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com But yeah, man, like I mentioned to you guys a few weeks ago when I first got this car... I've yet to be able to drive it, guys. Like, I, I've had some of you guys uh, over the past few weeks ask for a video of it. Man, I haven't even been able to drive this car because Secretary of State is just is just a pain in the you-know-what. I've been sitting here trying to get a point with these guys for literally two and a half weeks now. So today, when you guys are listening to this, you guys should go check out my Twitter because I'm, I'm supposed to have an appointment tomorrow or when you guys are listening to this today at 10.30 a.m. And I should be able to be able to drive it now. So I'll definitely have a video out for all you guys who were interested in seeing what it looks like and how it drives, etc. Because I know there's a lot of you guys that wanted to see it. But anyways, back to the mailbag. Let's go ahead and answer the last of your guys' questions here. This one is from Bryce from Motor City Hoops. Uh, he's been on the podcast many times. If you guys haven't heard it yet, I advise you guys to go back and listen to one of our episodes. It's always pretty pretty fun. Um, but anyways, he says, looking ahead to the 2021 and 2022 Pistons, who will lead the team in each category? Points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, bench points per game, P.E.R., basically, who will be the best player. Okay, Bryce, you're putting me on the spot, man. This is a tough one. Um, so points per game, I think it's still going to be Jeremy Grant. I think Cade will challenge him, but I think it will be uh, Jeremy Grant still. Rebounds per game, that's tough because I don't know who's going to be starting at center, but right now I will go with Isaiah Stewart. Um, assists per game, I do not think Mason Plumlee is going to lead us in assists uh, this year, which I did not know he did. I, I tweeted out a stat the other day, I, or yesterday, I asked you guys, who do you guys think uh, assisted on the most Sadiq Bay buckets? And someone tweeted me, he's like, uh, probably the guy who led the team in assists. And it was Mason Plumlee. I did not know that. I thought he was like second. I knew he had a lot of assists, but I did not know he led the team in assists. But I don't think he does that again this year. I think Killian Hayes does that. Bench points per game, I think Frank Jackson does that. And then I think the best player on the team is, will remain to be Jeremy Grant, at least this year. I think Cade may become the best player on the team by the end of the year, but I'm assuming if we're talking about who has the best season, who's the best player in totality next season, I'm going to go with the safe bet and go Jeremy Grant. You guys will probably say that I'm, I'm, I'm taking the easy way out right there. I probably am, but it's the safe bet, and that's the that's the one I'll pick here. Um, the next one is from Kyle Metz. He says, do you like the fit of Colin Sexton traded to the Lakers? I actually do like that fit because he kind of fits that. Now, once again, I hope you guys don't get out of pocket with this and start taking this the wrong way. But I think he would kind of fit that like role that Kyrie did next to LeBron, like LeBron is going to do all the playmaking. He orchestrates everything. He handles all like the heavy duty stuff, the complex stuff on offense. Like he makes life easier for everybody, obviously. And then Anthony Davis also will make your life easier simply from being Anthony Davis on the court. He doesn't really have to like playmaker do anything by, like that, but simply having him on the court ma- helps you out. Also, he helps you defensively. He makes you uh, more, uh, he hides your weaknesses defensively, I should say, more than a lot of other players in the league. So that helps Colin Sexton on that end. And then also offensively, like I was comparing to Kyrie Irving, he's a really good scorer. If there's one thing that Colin Sexton can do, it's freaking score the ball and score the ball efficiently from just about anywhere on the court, any type of way. So, And I think that's something the Lakers desperately needed, someone else that could score in that team and, and go get a bucket themselves. And I think that would be a great uh, situation for him with the Lakers. However, I don't know if the Lakers really have uh, what it takes. 
to get Colin Sexton. That also is like the Lakers. I, I, I'm not saying it's, uh, I'm annoyed with you, Kyle. I'm just annoyed of, of the Lakers constantly being at the top of every trade rumor. I'm sure you probably are as well, or a lot of you guys are, that constantly anytime something becomes available, oh, the Lakers would be a great fit, or the Lakers have what it takes to get them. No, they don't. The Lakers literally have just about nothing to offer. I don't know what trade package people think they have that's enticing. They don't. They should have pulled that trade on Kyle Lowry. I said they should have done it because that was the best deal they're going to get. Now they're not going to get nothing. I'd be shocked if anyone pulls the trigger with any deal with the Lakers. One, to help the Lakers be good. And two, simply because they don't have nothing that's really good at all. But anyways, moving on to the next question. This one also is from Kyle Metz. He says, would you rather have Devin Booker or Jalen Brown on the Pistons in 2020, 2022 or 2023? Um, I think I'd probably go with Devin Booker. Uh, a lot of people probably say that's recency bias. But I, I think I, – I'm, I'm I don't know if this is the minority anymore, actually. But I think Devin Booker shut, shut up a lot of people this past season with the Suns being this good. Obviously, CP3 had a lot to do with it and helped, helped with this team. But this team was good in the bubble last year and was probably going to be a playoff team if DeAndre Aiden did get suspended for, like, what was it, like 30 games or something. So – I think Devin Booker is a really damn good player, too. He's gotten better defensively. He's gotten better as a playmaker. He's obviously a better scorer than Jalen Brown. I just think he's a better player than Jalen Brown. Uh, I know that if there's some Celtics fans listening, they may, like, push back against that. But I think Devin Booker legit proved himself to be a legit star this past season. And all those questions about him. <coughs> my fault. I have something in my throat just now. Uh, I think all the questions that people had for Devin Booker were, sh- were shut down this past season. I think he deserves nothing but his flowers. Uh, for how he played this past season, where he's come from, uh, where he was as a teenager. Anyways, next question is from Merch Guy Jeff. He says, Marvin Bagley is reported possibly being shopped at a bargain to get rid of his contract to resign uh, Holmes. With Casey's record of turning players around and development on a plethora of second rounders, would he be a good player to target for the start of the new era? And he also puts a quote from Cherry, not Cherry, <laughs> From Jerry Garcia, stuff that's hidden and murky and ambiguous is scary because you don't know what it does. Now, if you guys don't get that running joke between me and, and, and Jeff, because I, I like when I first started the podcast, I really struggled with like, the Cherry Garcia uh, ad read with Bilt Bar. I always I called it like what was it, Cherry Barca or Cherry Bar uh, Barca? I, I forget what the other one was, but I couldn't I couldn't get it right, and he just kept saying, "Dude, is is the play on Jerry Garcia?" I didn't know who the hell Jerry Garcia was, but anyways. Back to his question. Um, I think he would be a good bet to go after. Yeah, he would be one of those guys, like you're saying, that, that are like low right now. His value is low right now. You could probably get him for cheap and probably still has a pretty high ceiling if he can stay healthy. Um, the fan of me, would, it would, I would hate to see it because that means probably goodbye to Seku instantly. Uh, but it, looking at it objectively and, and analyzing it, it would be a really good move to make, in my opinion. I think Marvin Bagley, if you can get him for cheap, I think he's worth the gamble if he can simply stay healthy. The dude wasn't a, a, a high draft pick for no reason. Like, I know he may not be Luka or Aiden or Trey Young, etc. But it wasn't like he got drafted out there for no reason. If he can stay healthy, I still think he has a pretty high ceiling if he can just put some things together and stay healthy throughout the season. So, yeah, he'd be someone I'd take a, take a risk for. Um, but, yeah, next one we got from Pistons all day. He says, after drafting Cade, we seem to be set at the starting five. What starting position would be the weakest and need to upgrade over the next few years? Um, okay, so I'm going to assume that Killian Hayes and Cade We'll fill out the backcourt. Um, I think that they'll be fine there. I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, in Killian. Um, I think you probably have Jeremy Grant at the four because that seems like where they want to keep him at. He seems like he's best at four. Uh, figuratively, I don't think they have their starting center yet Yet uh, for like a contending team. I don't think Isaiah Stewart will be their starting center for like a contending team like that. But I guess if you want to include him, maybe. 
And I'm assuming you guys are counting Sadiq Bay as well, even though you guys have heard my thoughts with that. And I'm not trying to upset any feathers, but I think those two positions easily are the most glaring ones that for a contending team that is. Uh, but I'm going to pick center because Sadiq Bay, like I said, I think he could. I think his ceiling is like a better version of Jay Crowder, and that's the kind of dude you that starts in the NBA for like 13 years and is a really damn good player, top 100 player. So I think they'll be set there even if Sadiq doesn't get much better, depending on what happens around him. Um, but center, I think, is probably the weakest and will probably likely need an upgrade. I think I think Isaiah Stewart's going to be a really good backup for the Pistons for a year to come, but I don't think he's going to be their starting center for a contending team. I think that's the position that they need to look at potentially in the coming years when they're ready to start competing. Um, next is from Love My Pistons. He says, why didn't the Pistons wave Magruder? 7-15 came, came and went without mention. What is the next day of decision on the current players? Um, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't uh, wave Ronnie McGrew. Maybe because they believe they could, uh, they believe they can, they they can attach him in a trade, use him as an expiring to like entice the team to take something. I think that probably would make sense. I don't know. I can go talk to people. I, honestly, I probably should have asked some people before, but it's late. I wouldn't have been able to do that. But I, I could probably get back to you and go talk to some people and come back to you. But my my base opinion is probably going to be that they wanted to use, they want to keep the. Possibility, God, I'm fumbling over my words. Keep the possibility open to use him as an expiring in a trade at some point if they want to pull a trade off this offseason. So that's that would be my bet. Um, and then I believe this is the last question. If I missed your question, I'm sorry, but we're we're getting close to 30 minutes. I want to keep this a little bit shorter. We're already running a little long. So if I missed your question, let me know, and I'll be sure to uh, answer it next week. But this one is from Horsepower Hoops. People say Kate isn't as good as a guy like Zion as a number one pick. What separates them? A 6'8 guard who can create for himself and others and shoots the lights out seems like a top 10 prospect in the last decade. Um, I'm, answer- I'm asking the same questions you are, man. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm not going to say he's on the level of Zion because Zion obviously was like a freakish athlete. But I think people also get tied up with the athlete instead of like the the ball, like the, the skillful player. And I'm not nowhere am I saying that Cade is like as good as Zion as a prospect. Zion was a freaking crazy prospect. But the thing for me is, is that kind of confusing about it is that Basically, everywhere is calling Cade the consensus number one overall pick. And everywhere you go, they're literally, almost everywhere you read, they walk all the way up to the line of calling him generational and then say, but we don't know if we want to use the generational. But they'll walk all the way up to that line. So if everybody's walking up to that damn line of generational and he's the consensus number one overall pick, wouldn't that mean that he's, like, I don't know. I feel like people are avoiding saying it because he may not be as clear as that type of dude. But I feel like enough people are walking up to the line to where people are basically like, he may, we may not be Zion, but he, he could be Zion. Like he could be like that type of prospect. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't just been like solidified or talked about that way. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm confused by it as well. Cause like you said, six, eight guard can create for himself, score, shoot, pass the ball, uh, has a large wingspan. And even though people try to say he's not athletic, he is athletic for his size. He's, I think he's above average athlete. He's not an elite athlete, but he's above average athlete. All those things combined, I, I think that speaks to a, a, a crazy-ass prospect. So, yeah, I don't get why he's not being talked about like all the other guys were. But anyways, that will wrap up the Mailback Podcast for this week. Thank you guys for listening. For real, like I said, make sure you guys tweet me at NBA and let me know what your guys' thoughts were about the NBA Finals, if you guys had just as much fun as I did uh, but outside of that, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you guys want to participate in next week's mailbag, make sure you guys tweet me at Locked On Pistons or at Locked On Pistons or leave a review down below with your question inside. And I'll be sure to answer your question next week. But until next time, we have a few guests coming up this week. Uh, stay tuned. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But until next time, I'll see you guys later. 
Peace out, everybody. The NBA season is over. We are, what, nine days away? Eight days, I think it is. Yeah, eight days right now away from K. Cunningham being a Piston. I can't wait. Last week to go, guys. Let's get it going. Peace out, everybody.